22nd pick in the 2020 draft, the Minnesota Vikings select Justin Jefferson, wide receiver, LSU. You could hear that very well. Could you hear Mike Zimmer very well there, Craig? Uh, bits of it. He said, "I got it. Uh, I got where he thinks uh, Rogers should retire." I like that one. How about this? Aaron Rodgers in purple in 2022, and we just have a repeat of Brett Favre having an awesome, if only for one awesome year, an awesome end to his career. Because that's more likely to happen than Aaron Rodgers playing for the Green Bay Packers a couple of years from now. I mean, the Vikings had a nice draft last night. We're going to really dive into it with Paul Charchian from KFAN and LeagueSafe.com. He covers the Vikings up in the Twin Cities, 4 o'clock. We'll really, you know, get into the nuts and bolts of Justin Jefferson, Jeff Gladney, the two Vikings first-round picks, picks of need, picks that were popular. I mean, the big story of the draft and the big story of the draft for Vikings fans last night is actually what happened across the border in Wisconsin because that was a bombshell with Jordan Love. Welcome to Sports Talk with Craig and John. Fox Sports 981, AM 1230, and KWSN.com. And the free KWSN mobile app, which you can also get on your smart speakers at home since you're spending more time at home. And a lot of us were at home last night enjoying three hours of the draft, get a cocktail. It was entertaining. It wasn't as sloppy as we thought it would be. There were all kinds of ways to approach uh, how to allow the nation to watch you make your draft picks at home and all kinds of different homes and kids and one that appeared to be uh, going to the bathroom on live national TV. It was uh, all over the place. I thought it was great. The Vikings were hard to argue with last night, Craig, but... As a Viking fan, season ticket holder, diehard fan for life, uh, your thoughts on the Packers, instead of giving Aaron Rodgers weapons to make them more of a Super Bowl contender and more of a thorn in the Vikings side, they get they draft his backup and his heir apparent last night. And they had to move up uh, to get that spot. That was the other thing. Here's the deal. There are some pretty good quarterbacks coming in a couple of years. In another year or two, there's some pretty good ones sitting out there in the college ranks. When you know that you have Aaron Rodgers for at least another year or two, at least two years, maybe three years. So it did not make any sense to me. Made no sense to me last night. And especially when here's a Green Bay Packer team that was one game away from the Super Bowl. And what kind of receivers and help has Aaron Rodgers gotten? 
uh, from the draft. Not much. So you figured that wide receiver or tight end was going to be the spot for them last night. Now they'll probably go heavy on that today or tonight and this weekend. But I, I was just, the first thing I thought of was, oh boy, I bet you Aaron Rodgers has just rolled his eyes. Because mm-hmm. you know what his attitude was with, uh, what did the Matt Zimmer call the former coach, Matt McCarthy? Mike McCarthy the was the walking hamburger bun before That's right. uh, Aaron Rodgers was able to get his uh, behind out of town. And, and, and now how, you, well did yeah. he, how, how well did he uh, support what M- uh, McCarthy was doing in those last couple of years? What do you think it's going to be like now when he's going to work and he's got a coach and a GM? That I've already looking ahead to replace him. Well, I actually suppose his action is going to be. Well, I think his play is going to be Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you can say he has dipped down the last couple of years at 35 and 36. Packers still won 13 games with him as a quarterback, and he only has thrown six interceptions the last two years. He's still one of the top five in the league, no doubt. He still has a few good years ahead of him. And, again, with a bunch of tomato cans with him on offense, and at times lousy defenses, Aaron Rodgers has been winning 10, 11, 12 games almost every single year, except the year that he was hurt and the year that he was getting McCarthy fired. Last year, 13, with not a very good team and not a lot of weapons. And and he has a fire under his you-know-what, and I think next year, starting next year, he is auditioning for whichever other NFL team wants to make him the man after next year or potentially 2022 because he's done in Green Bay uh, after either next year or the year after that. The Packers have sent the clear signal. They have their quarterback of the future. And I I thought this was a great take by Ross Tucker, who uh, covers the NFL for several different platforms and was on Jim Rome's show earlier today. Uh, You know, this is what is going on in the minds of... Matt LaFleur, the new head coach, who had appeared Rodgers had a good relationship uh, from the start, and Brian Gutekunst, the GM. Now, clearly, they don't care about Aaron Rodgers' needs right now or about winning absolutely now. They don't, or else they would have taken anything else but a backup quarterback in the first round and traded up to get him. And we haven't even, we haven't even dove into if Jordan loves the right quarterback. Of course, it's rather suspect, but here's Ross Tucker last night. Seems to me... Like Gutekunst, the GM, and Matt LaFleur, they realize 13-3 and in their first year has bought them a couple years, and it's like they're already gearing up to try to have success in 2022 and beyond because they know with Rodgers they'll win enough games the next couple years that they won't get fired. It's almost like they're planning for after that so they can get their contract extensions and be there for 10 years. Yeah, doesn't it, though? I mean, that's, that seems to be it. So guess what? Guess what? Just by last night's action, I mean, I'll just I'll say it right here: your NFC North division champions, or I guess I'll just say favorites. Twenty twenty right now, just based off the Packers, it doesn't even matter what the Vikings did last night. It's the Minnesota Vikings. They got better with Justin Jefferson. They got better with Jeff Gladney. And they might get Trent Williams. They might not. If they don't, it's a deep left tackle draft. And Rick Spielman has 12 picks to deal with. If they weren't popping champagne bottles at the Spielman household and the Zimmer Lodge and his three giant boarheads in his living room, after they had selected Justin Jefferson, who they didn't expect to be on the board, 
They sure as hell were throwing parties and doing cartwheels and getting drunk when they saw that the Packers chose Jordan Love. The Packers are punting on their short-term future. Tell me I'm wrong, Packer fans. 336-1230, 336-1230 here on Sports Talk with Craig and John. This might be the long play like Aaron Rodgers was when he was drafted and sat for three years before he became the dude uh, behind Brett Favre. Uh, but, man, short-term future? Look, again, they won 13 games with Rodgers and not a lot, and they have Rodgers again next year. But, uh, wow, I mean, this is great news if you're a Minnesota Vikings fan, Craig. Uh, I'm not putting the Vikings uh, at the top. I, I still am keeping them where you and I went through the uh, exercise here about a month ago. I still have them about 500. Now, that could change if they go out and get an offensive lineman tonight. But I still think the Packers are still good enough uh, with Aaron Rodgers this year, um, and maybe to get some wide receivers tonight, I still think the Packers are the team in the NFC North. Mm, I, I think they kind of leveled themselves back to the Vikings with what happened today, and I don't think there's any doubt the Vikings are going to get a, a left tackle. Again, it's either going to be a trade for Trent Williams, and we have news on that in a moment from uh, reporting throughout the day, and if, again, they don't get him, they'll, they'll, I just have little doubt Rick Spielman's going to get a left tackle that he really likes uh, soon. Uh, they have the number 58 pick today, which is 27 picks down in this second round. They've got to move up. They yeah, have to move yeah, up tonight. Th- there's a feeling they're going to move up. And uh, Paul Charchian joins us at 4 o'clock, and you know, he mentions Riley Reef isn't that bad. And we don't know if Riley Reef can slip over to guard. And we'll get into the whole Trent Williams thing and how you move that money around in, in just a moment. What I... What I want to hear is, A, I want to hear Packer fans about this. How pissed are you? Or does this actually make sense? Do you actually think this is this is Jerry Seinfeld going out on top and leaving his show and ending his show before it got worse and tapered off? This is what Jerry Krause, this, this Bulls documentary, Parts 3 and 4 on Sunday, what did we learn about Parts 1 and 2? Bulls on top of the world, almost unbeatable. You have the best player ever, one of the best 50 players ever, maybe the best coach ever. Nope, GM wants to leave the party on after telling six great jokes in a row, winning six titles. Leave the party, don't stay longer, uh, or else things will just flame out. Whether you agree or not that that was the right move for the Bulls, this is what the Packers appear to be doing with Aaron Rodgers. Do you like that, Packer fans? 336-1230. I guess part of the answer is how much you like the pick of Jordan Love. But 336-1230. Vikings fans are as confident as I am. They they immediately narrow the gap, which wasn't much of one in the first place with the Packers in the division. And also, here's another one. I mentioned it, and I teased it off the top of the show. Um, How would you like a repeat of this? September of 2022. At U.S. Bank Stadium, Craig, I want to think you to think about this hard. Third down, 12 seconds to go in the game. Niners lead by four. Far back to pass, pumps to the left. Eight seconds left. He gets away from the pressure. Fires to the end zone. It's caught. It's Greg Lewis. What I, what I mean by that, of course, Craig, is Greg Lewis coming out of retirement. To, That's uh, what I was thinking. Catching, Greg Lewis, yes, he's, he's got some catches left. <laughs> 
Uh, Aaron Rodgers to the Vikings. We, we've had this discussion before. Vikings fans love to make fun of Aaron Rodgers in the rare times he doesn't do well because he's kind of an emo, sourpuss, kind of uh, aloof personality. You would trade your quarterback for him. You'd trade Kirk Cousins for him in a heartbeat and anybody else that has been the Vikings quarterback during this time of Aaron Rodgers except for Brett Favre in 2009 when Rodgers was still a pup. So... You might get Aaron Rodgers at 38 two years from now because wouldn't he love it to stick it to the Packers the same way Brett Favre did? How would you like that? Would you rather have that or Kirk Cousins, or is it too soon to tell? Well, certainly uh, too soon to tell, but he's no Brett Favre. Uh, Brett Favre, he, he did things in the locker room that brought that team together where Aaron Rodgers is not that kind uh, of a player. He, uh, he's aloof. He stands on the sideline by himself. He doesn't talk to anybody. Uh, no, I, you know, see me in two years. We'll see what happens. But right now, no. Brett, Brett Favre was, a, was the perfect player at the perfect time. And all of the stars lined up perfect for Brett Favre that year in 09. Uh, it would not happen with, with Aaron Rodgers. Are you telling me Aaron Rodgers wouldn't be doing this after big wins? No person do this. Not two Hands on the ground. Hands on the ground. Are you telling me that you don't see Aaron Rodgers in a celebration after a huge Vikings win in 2022, slapping the behind of the Neil Hunter? Let's go! Break you down! Come on, Jerry! Come on now! I think I think Dana, Danica Patrick would, uh, but I don't think Aaron Rodgers would. <laughs> I mean, who would? Daniel Hunter's a beautiful man, and he probably still will be in two years. But I, I think Aaron Rodgers, uh, I don't know how close he is to Tom Brady in anti-aging and finding a fountain of youth, but he seems to be slowing down nor intending to retire anytime soon. Brett Favre was old when he came to the Vikings. He was 38, 39. That was old for a quarterback back then. And by the way, he was sagging. I mean, his last two years in Green Bay, there were 500-ish teams. Uh, he threw a bunch of picks. I guess in 2007, he took him right to the precipice of the Super Bowl before throwing an interception against the Giants. But then in 2008, you know, he, he looked washed up and done. And, and there were some Vikings fans who were like, hey, this guy threw just as many touchdowns as interceptions with the Jets. He's terrible. Why would you? The injury. He still the injury when he yeah. hit the Jets that, that year. Yeah. That's why his performance was down besides uh, texting on his cell phone. Uh, other than that, uh, we knew that Farb had only won maybe two years when he came mm-hmm. to the Vikings. And, you know, he just got beat up that last year. But I just, I, 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 I hated Brett Favre. And then when he became purple, I loved him. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I would have that reaction with Aaron Rodgers. Well, I understand he's not a galvanizing personality like Brett Favre was, but it's about performance. And, and without being a, a gung-ho gunslinger, uh, good old boy from Hattiesburg, Mississippi. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has been taking the Packers at least to the playoffs almost every year, making amazing plays. And again, ever since that Super Bowl run in 2010, it's been with uh, not a top 10 defense, sometimes a bottom 10. And, you know, you, you can name in less than the fingers on your hand, super reliable, elite or borderline elite offensive weapons that he's had to play with. So he doesn't need a sparkling personality. He's proven it with the Packers. And he could do it with the if, the, if Aaron Rodgers stepped in with the Vikings, Kings right now, that's that's you know that's a that's a better arsenal than he has with Adam Thielen and now Justin Jefferson and Rudolph and we'll see what we see out of Irv Smith. 
Uh, they, I, he could galvanize the locker room just by being Aaron Rodgers and winning a bunch of games. But uh, I, I, it's not a far-fetched idea anymore. It doesn't sound so crazy anymore because he's going to be looking for a new team. And uh, the Packers found a way to avoid trading him to the Vikings in 2008. He went out of conference. Brett Favre did. But I asked on Twitter, at KWSN Sports, I get it. By 2022, the NFL stands for not for long. I mean, things change so rapidly. If Kirk Cousins performs well this upcoming year, brings the Vikings to the precipice of the Super Bowl, then you know you certainly want him back in 2021. And th- this guy has a three-year contract, and he's probably going to play at least two years of it, which is why the Vikings aren't drafting their quarterback of the future anytime soon, uh, at least in the next couple of years. Well, maybe. We'll see about tonight and tomorrow. But 22% of you would want Kirk Cousins two years from now in the final year of this three-year deal. 30% of you would want Aaron Rodgers. 35% of you Vikings fans don't want Kirk Cousins or Aaron Rodgers in another couple of years when supposedly Cousins is out of Minnesota and Rodgers is out of Green Bay. 35% of you want a quarterback of the future in the draft through a first-round pick. Do you agree with those 35%, Craig? Hmm... Uh, no cousins, I no Rodgers. I believe. No, I don't. I don't say no cousins. I, I think next year they have to do a quarterback. Next year in the draft, get a quarterback. First round. Uh, I, if the Vikings are eight and eight or worse, uh, they might have some availability to go up and get one. But if they're sitting at, at twenty two, twenty five, it's really tough to go up pretty high to get one of the top quarterbacks in the draft. Uh, here is Ross Tucker on Aaron Rodgers and if he's already packing his bags at a Green Bay. Not necessarily right now or before the calendar flips to 2021, but, you know, within the next couple of years. Without any question. And listen, Rodgers is a guy that is a little thin-skinned. I mean, there's no, there's no other way around it. It's, it's commonly known around league circles. He hears criticism of him. He doesn't talk to some media members that criticize him. I mean, he's, he's that guy, and that's okay. You know, maybe I would have been like that, too, if I were in that position. But he's got to be furious. He wants to go back to the Super Bowl a second time desperately. And the Packers aren't making any moves this offseason to make that happen. And there's one other thing that's important here, which is that I don't think Jordan Love's very good. I I called a couple games for CBS Sports Network, obviously where you are, Jim, last year, and I called them the week after a team played Utah State, Wake Forest and Air Force. Wake Forest, he threw three picks. The Wake Forest kids dropped three or four more. He could have had a five, six, seven interception game. Then I called the Army Air Force game for CBS Sports Network. The week before Air Force played Utah State, Utah State scored seven points. Seven points against Air Force, who not only don't have anybody that will get drafted on defense, they don't have anybody that's even a pro prospect on defense, and he scored seven points. I think it's a huge risk, and I guess the only part of it that makes sense is he's really physically gifted, and they'll probably sit him for two years behind Rodgers, watch what Rodgers does, and then they think that he can be ready by 2022. Ross Tucker uh, works for Westwood One and was a part of the Eagles draft last night and was on the Jim Rome show earlier today. So, obviously, Brian Gutekinds, the third-year Packers GM, does not feel the same way about Jordan Love and uh, had this to say, well, here, yeah, about the pick. 
we go through the same process, uh, you know, every year, um, and everyone's involved. Uh, we build our board, and, and, and we really try to stay true to the board, take the best player available. We always um, have been that way, and, and the way our board felt this year, you know, it was just one of those things where, um, you know, he was the best player left, and, um, you know, again, we, we're excited to get him. We think he has a, a really good future in this league, and, um, you know, he's coming from a place where he's done some really good things, but he has a lot to learn, too. And I think we're a very good fit for, for his development. Interceptions leader in 2019, Jordan Love. All of college football, 133 teams. Brian Gutekinds goes with him. Not saying he's garbage. He has uh, explosive potential, just the same way Patrick Mahomes was when he was a little raw. And uh, and the kid in Buffalo now, uh, Ke- Josh Kelly, Josh Allen. And you know, given good quarterback whispering from Matt LaFleur in game planning and given the right tools around him in Green Bay that Brian Gutekinds will put around him, maybe Jordan Love will be a successful quarterback in Green Bay for the future. And everybody will laugh at the critics instead of Brian Gutekinst in two, three, four, five years down the road. But wow, I mean, that was, that was the story of the draft last night. And uh, even though the, the things that the Vikings did were quite exciting, especially if you're a Vikings fan, or what the Vikings do today, either via the draft or a trade, could be very exciting. Uh, that is your leadoff, Bart Winkler at 440. He's our Packer pal in Green Bay, and he's swimming upstream. He doesn't hate the pick as much as most Packer fans and quote-unquote co-owners do. We're just getting started. Hey, let's start the weekend early and have some happy hour virtually with our friend Mike Henriksen. And uh, I can't wait for Mike's thoughts on the television production that was the NFL draft last night, especially the wardrobes and the interior decoration of those captured at home. Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230, KWSN.com. Can't hear the show on the radio? No problem. We're always live at KWSN.com and on the free, easy-to-download KWSN mobile app. The KWSN Fan Line, brought to you by Tires, 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 your give-you-more tire and automotive store, with two stores to serve you. Go to Tires3.com. In the reflection behind Vrabel taking a dump. If you stare closely at the reflection, it looks like some guy is just doing his business while Vrabel is conducting his business. Hey, business is business. I mean, there are layers to this, and all of them are amazing. That crew redeemed the whole damn night. A plus. Jim Rome, earlier today on the Jim Rome Show here on Fox Sports 981, AM 1230, and KWSN.com. Just when we thought it was going to be boring that the NFL draft had to socially distance itself and not have a glitzy and glamorous gala in Las Vegas uh, somewhere near the Bellagio Fountains and everybody was all dressed up, just when we thought it was going to be boring and humdrum to look inside the houses of these executives, GMs, head coaches, and even the players getting drafted, Craig. Even if we didn't have Jerry Jones in his James Bond evil villain, Dr. Evil chamber on his yacht, uh, John Elway sporting his three Lombardi trophies, kicking back in his chair, 
We at least had the Vrabel family last night. I thought they won the night on the TV presentation. I did not even see uh, the guy in the can. Um, <laughs> I did either at I was, first. I was I was seeing the the big blue sun, whatever he was dressed as, dressed in some. <laughs> Blue Pokemon character or something. I don't. I don't know what it was. It was. Yes, it was, that was very strange. It was Doctor. I think it's Doctor Freeze is the character from the movie The Incredibles. Oh. Um, a, a great he, animated. He was playing two Doctor Freezes. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, it was great. It was like Halloween night at the Vrabels, and then. You had uh, the, and then you had another son's rocking some jersey and uh, some blonde mullet. The daughter, I think that was his daughter, just kind of sitting on a table, cross-legged. And Vrabel's looking down. I don't know if he's proud because his kids are so weird, or embarrassed. Other, either way, it wasn't until I was on social media and saw people with kind of more zeroed-in pictures of, I think that's a kid, on the toilet. And, and uh, by the way, the Vrabel family, of course, it's 2020. It's social media. They caught wind of this. So just a little bit more from Jim Rome before we get Mike Hendrickson's reaction. Right up there with Cliff Kingsbury. If the cards had War Room 2.0, the Vrabels had War Room 3.0. Except Vrabel wants to clarify something. His son was not on the throne in that shot. Vrabel said, quote, I know there's some pictures going around. Tyler was not using the restroom. Tyler was sitting on a bar stool next to his mom. And as fate would have it, it came across as probably something other than that. End quote. Oh, it did, Mike. It absolutely did. <laughs> oh, let's welcome in our, our favorite Friday friend. The weekend starts early. It's happy hour on the Tires, Tires, Tires fan line with... Mike Henriksen from Calling All Sports, weekdays 2 to 3, right before us here on Fox Sports 98.1. Did, did, you, uh, did you happen to catch all that, Mike? I, I did not. I, I watched the draft probably for 15 or 20 minutes last night just to see how they were pulling it off. And, you know, because it's like I told Ben Lieber, you know, the three of us in this conversation – we watched that draft differently than a lot of other people did, just simply because we knew how much behind-the-scenes stuff, you know, it took to pull that all off. And so, consequently, that's what I was watching for. But, uh, but no, I, I certainly caught wind of it later on social media, though. Oh, so man, it was great. Um, by the way, did you just only watch 10 or 15 minutes because you're, you gener generally don't care about who these teams are picking because that's me a lot of years i mean we have to do this for a living especially pay attention to the vikings and uh the teams in the vikings division but last night for some reason unlike any night maybe just because it was something new uh yeah i guess i fall into the trap of hey it's a, a quote-unquote live sporting event it's not really a sporting event it's looking in on houses and roger goodell's basement but it, it was a curiosity um, so, I mean, I, I, I didn't care still nearly as much about the picks as Gilbert and I were just sitting there kind of like Mystery Science Theater 3000, one of Craig's favorite shows, just critiquing everything we're watching on the screen. Right, right. And, and I think that the numbers are going to be big. The, listen, the number of people that only watch basketball because it's the state tournament, I think you had some of those types of folks. Finally, you know, there's an activity going on, so we're going to watch it. The people that watch anything on the Garden Network, uh, you know, I mean, it, it, House Flip, they were, you know, those folks were going, ooh, that's a nice house. Um, so, yeah, I, right. I think that, you know, 
No, I, I, I'm not one. I haven't really invested time in the draft uh, for several years. But, uh, I, you know, I'm obviously, same as you guys, I need to pay attention because it's part of my job. Yeah. But, uh, but no, in, in general, uh, I, I tuned in just out of curiosity. Yeah, I think the suits and the walking up to the stage and the bro hugs with Roger Goodell, it's all kind of boring and repetitive for me. It's like any year's any other year. Been there, done that, rinse, repeat. Um, Craig, what did you think of the television production, the unique production? I thought it was great. I thought they did fine. I mean, there are so many logistics that need to go on with this. Um, maybe we know about a little bit more because of some of the logistics we have to do once in a while. But I yep. think for the most part, I think they did, did a fine job last night. I mean, Roger Goodell, you know, had a couple of mistakes in what he was trying to say. But, hey, no big deal. I'll, I'll give it an A. In fact, uh, they averaged 15.5 million mm. people with the broadcast last night. Wow. That's that's good. Those are good numbers. And I, I completely agree with you, Craig. I, I thought that with all... Listen, the the hoops that you guys went through to get our show on the air every day, and all that is is audio from Mark's house and from my house, and the, the work that you guys had to go through to get that all set up, which we're still extremely appreciative of, oh, I don't know, a thousand or so? Because, you know, you're getting feeds of players and coaches and you know all sorts of different folks so yeah it was it was remarkable the way they pulled it off well they had like 70 different video feeds uh that they had to watch uh and then of course i i guess the easiest part last night was actually the teams making the picks they said they had really no problems with that at all last night well that's that's good to hear yeah yeah it was it was intriguing it's just another yet of the long list of intriguing uh, remember when type of, of moments that we're actually living yeah. these days. Good, yeah, good way of putting it. And also, I thought, this is nothing against you and Mark, but I thought it would look like on our television screens, our big, most of us have to some capacity, at least a 40-inch TV screen at home now in color and HD. I thought it, for some reason the visions I had dancing in my head, and maybe it was because sports talk radio was lampooning this whole concept of having a virtual NFL draft, thinking a bunch of things would go wrong and people wouldn't be able to figure out how to use their computers and Zoom. I thought it was going to look like like a Zoom chat, like it was going to look like you and Mark look on the screen, on our computer screen here when it pops up, and I... I see you two before we, we put you on the air. You know what I mean? Like, I thought it was going yeah, to be, yeah. I thought it was going to look like our computers doing a Zoom chat if you've had one or Google Hangout. And no, it looked like a, it looked like a pretty well budgeted television production. And yeah, I was amazed at how few glitches there were. By the way, you did see, both of you did see Jerry Jones's War Room, right? Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And uh, what did you think? What did you think, Craig? You first. That was nice. Uh, <laughs> Was that his yacht that he was in? Yeah, it was his yacht. I saw he was on his yacht. Yeah. Uh, take that up to Lake Oahe. You see how that one works yeah. out there. Uh, I, uh, I actually found live audio of uh, Jerry Jones with, uh, 
with his son. I believe that was his son or was his grandson. I don't know. But he had somebody there uh, in tandem. And this is just this is Jerry Jones before they made the big pick of C.D. Lamb uh, trying to figure out how they're going to negotiate with uh, some of their uh, opponents. Here's the plan. (laughs) We get the warhead and we hold the world ransom for one million dollars. Don't you think we should maybe ask for more than a million dollars? A million dollars isn't exactly a lot of money these days. Virtucon alone makes over nine billion dollars a year. Really? Mm-hmm. It's like... Okay, then. We hold the world ransom for... One hundred billion dollars. No, actual audio from uh, yeah, that's, the war that, room. John, that's exactly the kind of vibe that it that it threw off to me. <laughs> so that's why I started laughing right away because yeah. that's that's yeah. He, it really, I, I there aren't many people that uh, could convince me that they'd be a good uh, Bond villain, a good yeah. villain in a James Bond movie. But uh, Jerry Jones went a long way towards convincing <laughs> me of that last night. Yeah. He and Bill Belichick, although Belichick, as Jim Rome said, uh, it appeared like he went to the shabbiest room in his Nantucket house or maybe the guest house uh, just to make just to just to put on the act that he absolutely cares zero about the aesthetics of anything he wears or is around him. Um, any, anything else, guys, from the uh, from our interior design? Um... <laughs> it, it is funny. I, I will tell you this. Each Friday night, you know, Chris Long. Uh, over in Garrison, he's put together this Zoom that's kind of a, a knockoff on drinks for no reason. And, and it's uh, various folks show up, you know, Chris, of course, long-time official and, and coach in the state. So there's kind of this, this group of sport-type folks. And so on this Zoom, you know, we'll have anywhere from 15 to 25 people. And that's kind of what it struck me as last night, too, was you because you have some people who have it really nicely set up. And then you've got, um, I think last last week, and I won't mention the guy, but uh, Chris basically called him, you look like the king of quarantine. You know, it was just dark and dank, and, and you know, he was just sitting there in the middle of this room with his computer screen on. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of what it struck me as last evening. Mike Hendrickson calling all sports weekdays 2 to 3 right here on Fox Sports 981, AM 1230, and KWSN.com. A few more minutes with Mike. I'm John Gaskins with Craig Maddock. I'll just say one last one here from last night uh, was I love Mike Zimmer's pad with all of the uh, the heads of animals that he is taking care of <laughs> out on the hunt and put them on the wall. I thought that was... I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> We're assuming that he's the one that killed those, but uh, I guess it wouldn't. Probably with his bare hands, right? <laughs> that, that or they were gifts from Bud Grant who killed those animals with his bare hands. Um, but I, I guess, Mike, we could ask you your thoughts. You had the number three pick, your beloved Detroit Lions, and uh, you went with supposedly a lockdown corner, Jeff, uh, or what's his name, Akunda? Yeah. Akunda Matata. Um, how, how are you? How do you feel about that? Uh, you just reminded me that I don't miss Chris Berman at all. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry about that. <laughs> no, which was another. Uh, no, actually, it, that had just dawned on me. Yeah. Um, maybe that's one of the reasons that I, you know, that the, the 
draft wasn't so painful. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, I like the pick. Um, I will always go back to uh, to our. Uh, I think the last time that the Lions and I could be wrong on this, but but I know do know that the one time the Lions drafted a uh, cornerback in the first round, and his name was Terry Fair, and he was five nine and uh, could really run. And then with the next pick, the Minnesota Vikings took Randy Moss, uh, who was really, really tall and could really run. And Terry Fair spent the large majority of his career watching Randy Moss score touchdowns over top of him. So I'm, I'm going to trust, uh, trust the process here, but I, I do like the fact they went out and got a, a defensive back because, as we all know, that's at a commodity these days. Yeah, and you lose Darius Slay, so it's kind of like what yep. you had yep. to do. I don't know how yep. much, it, much better it makes the Lions anytime soon, but... No, no. Yeah. It's the, the march <laughs> to mediocrity continues. All right. So, yeah. Uh, what do we have tomorrow morning on the South Dakota Sports History Show? Well, I thought I had a brand new program for you. I have some brand new interviews, but unfortunately... Uh, technology being what technology is, there's still one more step I need to learn. So we will have one more best of tomorrow. It's Bill Marquardt, who's a very colorful and, and great guy and, and longtime coach of, of football and basketball. So you'll hear, hear Bill coming up tomorrow. But, uh, yeah, it's. I, do you know how I'm going to spend my evening at the Zoom, by the way, tonight? This is what I have to look forward Drinking. to. For, uh, well, yes. But for some reason, oh, and by the way, I did do another kids' questions for Chad Greenway. That'll be hitting Twitter here uh, uh, once I get back home. I'm out running a couple errands here without actual human contact. But uh, So I would encourage you to uh, check that out on Twitter. Uh, Chad has been gracious enough to do kids' questions, to take questions from kids from around the state as kind of a way to get them you know, back incorporated and the ones that are missing sports. But uh, tonight, Chris Wong invited Kim Kaufman from Clark to join us in the Zoom and tell some stories. And she would do it, but only if she could break down somebody's golf swing. And so for some reason, I got elected. So I went out in the field that's empty near my uh, our apartment and hit golf balls yesterday for the first time all year long. And now I get to have a PGA, an LPGA professional break down my swing. Oh, goody. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that's, that's, that should be better than any TGIF uh, sitcom I could watch on Nick at Night. <laughs> Move over, I think, Urkel. I, exactly. It's, it's, uh, there were a couple of them. I didn't even get the ball in the air. What, you know, mm-hmm. I, I just can't wait to share this. Yeah. So How can people we'll, find uh, it again? We'll see. What? How can people find it? We'll send out the, the link on, on Twitter, on my Twitter page. Okay. Or, or Chris Long. Okay. Hey, thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Always my pleasure, guys. Have a wonderful weekend. Everybody stay safe. At Mike Henriksen, M-I-K-E-H-E-N-R-I-K-S-E-N, South Dakota Sports History Show at 8 a.m. tomorrow morning. It kicks off a nice three-hour block of local and regional sports shows, Craig. Yeah, sports history with Mike, and then after that, it is the uh, it's the Minnesota Score Radio with our good friends Eric and Wally, uh, and then uh, going outdoors at ten. Yeah, hey, you can still do stuff outside with the great outdoors here from uh, Brewer and Agri coming up.
at uh, 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. Sounds good. And coming up in less than an hour, our Packer pal Bart Winkler not as peeved as most of his fellow Packer co-owners about the drafting of Jordan Love. And top of the hour, Paul Charchian from KFAN breaks down nuts and bolts of the Vikings draft picks and also of the Trent Williams trade that might be in the works and if it's a good idea. But Craig and I will have our own thoughts about how the Vikings did last night next on Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230, KWSN.com. Chuck Foreman at 5 o'clock. Old Guy Trivia at 525. Get the latest local sports news, scores, schedules, and columns from John Gaskins by going to KWSN.com. Also hear the station live and Craig and John segments on demand at KWSN.com. Dan Patrick Show. I hate when we put these deadlines or time frames for this because we don't know. I don't need a deadline. I don't need a time frame on when the NFL season will start. Will it start? Uh, Baseball, NBA. I got to get back to normalcy, but normalcy starts not with sports, but with the coronavirus. Hey, Sioux Falls, it's Dan Patrick. Join me weekday mornings from 8 until 11 on Fox Sports 98.1 AM 1230 and KWSN.com. Sports Talk with brought to you by Dust Techs. Dust Techs customizes entry mats. Dust Techs. WePlayClean.com. To, to play for the organization and uh, play alongside Kirk and, and Adam and all those other guys on the team. So I'm um, excited to, to join the team and, and give them all. Justin Jefferson, the Vikings first round draft choice at number 22. That's the pick. One of the several picks they received from the Buffalo Bills in that Stephon Diggs trade. And by the way, he was asked about replacing Stephon Diggs as a dynamic downfield threat. And he politely dodged the question and gave you the generic answer that he gave. But this was not expected to happen. There are all kinds of mock drafts. I know Courtney Cronin and Matthew Collar, two of the Vikings beat writers, they did six mock drafts yesterday. And... So often, uh, it came back to having uh, Jalen Johnson, a cornerback out of Utah. Well, the Vikings eventually got a cornerback, but they got it at 31 after trading down from 25 and getting three picks from the San Francisco 49ers. And the Vikings filled two of arguably their top three needs, but you know there are some who felt they should not have drafted a wide receiver in that first round. It's such a deep wide receiving class. They need a tackle. They need a cornerback. Well, of course, that, that tackle might come in Washington's Trent Williams, who uh, the Vikings are supposedly having discussions about still. And uh, meanwhile, Craig, here on Fox Sports 98.1 AM 1230 and KWSN.com, I'm John Gaskins, Craig Baddock. What was your reaction to the Vikings taking Justin Jefferson at 22? I had seen at least five or six mock drafts that had Jefferson going to the Vikings. And I thought Philly was going to take him uh, the pick right before the Vikings. I mean, Philly has nobody for wide receivers. You and I would be uh, uh, the uh, hot threads. Uh, But they have nothing. And I thought, oh, yeah, this is where Jefferson isn't going to go. And, of course, they didn't take him. 
And, and I like it. I like the pick. Um, everyone thinks that uh, with his work at LSU, he'll be fine. He'll be fine as a as a threat for, with the Vikings. And then the the, the pick for the uh, the corner, uh, Gladney. Um, uh, all I know is that Mike Zimmer says I like the way he plays. I like the way he's he's got an attitude. And, and if that's what Mike Zimmer likes, I'm I'm with Mike Zimmer on that one. He has a very specific skill set in mind with uh, his cornerbacks. That is the position on the field near and dear to him. That is his trade. That's how he worked his way up in the coaching ranks from tiny colleges to Washington State all the way to the NFL and the Cowboys and D.C. with the Bengals and head coach with the Vikings. It all started in the defensive backfield, specifically at cornerbacks. He chooses them very carefully. And, uh, by the way, one thing that was a hit on Antoine Winfield Jr., who, you know, we may see the Vikings draft up to get or not at a safety-slash-nickelback, a reason why you didn't want Antoine Winfield Jr. and probably still don't, Craig. What's the one thing... That stops you from wanting Antoine Winfield Jr. One word. Uh, small arms. Height. And Okay, small arms as well. Yeah. Uh, well, Gladney's only 5'10", and so Mike Zimmer addressed uh, Jeff Gladney, the cornerback out of TCU's height. Yeah, Gladney reminded me of a lot of guys that uh, have played similarly for me in the past. Um, very good acceleration, tough competitive kid. Um, um, Wants to challenge receivers, um, good in and out of the breaks, uh, long arms. So, you know, I know he's a shorter guy, but um, I think he makes up for it with his toughness and his length. There you go. I mean, I I am no Mel Kuyper. I am no Chris Collinsworth, but... Part of me thinks, I, I get it, if a receiver's taller than you and has longer arms than you and he can win those jump balls if the quarterback can put it in the right place up the elevator. But a lot of work is done before you get to that point uh, with the physical tete-a-tete, the route running and keeping up with the route running. And there's a lot more than just when you go up and get the ball. And, I, and physicality is one of them. And also Mike Zimmer you mentioned that this is a kid who sometimes got penalized for being over aggressive, and as we know, that's exactly what he likes. So that grade, by the way, uh, Pete uh, Prisco, CBS gives grades to every team, which you know is kind of asinine to give grades on teams' draft picks on draft night and the next day. Uh, usually, the true grades don't come in until two, three, four years down the road. But he gave Gladney a B, and he gave the Jefferson pick an A because it was just. Uh, Best player available, irresistible type of thing, as we mentioned. And the Vikings certainly need a dynamic receiver yesterday, and they need a cornerback. And at 31, Craig, you figure this Gladney guy probably going to, if not start, be playing real soon. And it should be serviceable for a while. You should expect that out of a first-round pick. Being a Darrell Rivas or even a Xavier Rhodes 2017 type of talent, I don't think you can put that expectation on him, but... It's also hard to argue with how Mike Zimmer drafts his defensive backs. I think if the Vikings really needed a nickel, nickel back, they would have taken Antonio in that spot, Antonio Winfield. But they needed a corner, a corner that could probably start and do what you heard Coach Zimmer wants his corners to do. Are they going to get Antonio Winfield? There's a lot of mock drafts I'm seeing that the Bears might be up and getting him today. Um, mm. I don't know. If, uh, the, the, the Vikings can't get Antonio Winfield first today. They have to go get and finalize this offensive tackle. 
You know, are they going to trade Anthony Harris in a second rounder for Trent Williams? Are they going to go ahead and, and draft the guy that our guy, Johnny Ops, predicted uh, yesterday in our mock NFL draft? And uh, that's Josh Jones, the offensive tackle from Houston. But I think that's what they have to do first. But they'll get the 26th pick tonight. Boy, a lot of guys are going to be going before the Vikings do anything. And then it's like 63 players later tonight, they pick again. So I think they got to bundle, and I think they got to go up early and often tonight if they're going to get that tackle and if they want to get Antonio Winfield. Well, no matter what, it is hard to believe the Vikings will not draft up tonight in the second round because why else do you, as Rick Spielman, stockpile... 14 picks. They now have 14 picks for this first round. 12 of them are left after taking two last night. You get three from the Niners. That's that's commerce. It's hard to believe they're going to use all these picks, so they're going to use them to trade up, or they're going to use them for Trent Williams, and it appears that the Eagles are out, the Browns are out, it's down to the Vikings and the Jets for the seven-time Pro Bowl tackle, and of course, the question is, what's the price? Will the Vikings... Go for it. And would it be a good move as opposed to a 22-year-old instead of a 32-year-old? All great questions to ask. But according to Cody Cronin, who covers the Vikings for the four-letter, and John Keim, who does the same thing in Washington. Yeah, the talks are still going on. The Vikings offered uh, made an offer last week. So Paul Charchian, KFan Radio and LeagueSafe.com with a lot of thoughts on Williams and these other guys next on KWSN.